Welcome to this week's episode of Slice. I'm Dori Farina. This is the podcast about getting real with real people on real topics that will hopefully inspire you to be your most authentic self. Today, what's on my mind are men. I mean, men are always on my mind. <laughs> but uh, specifically about how men have such a hard time asking for what they want. And I think stereotypically, people think that, you know, men do a good job of asking for what they want and taking what they want. And they think that, you know, that if a man has a problem, he'll just speak up and say something about it. But it's actually just not the truth. More likely, they're not going to say anything about it. They're not going to speak up to their partner. They're not going to speak up at work. They're not going to speak up to their family. They're going to try to be good and do the right thing and kind of keep their feelings to themselves. And I don't know I don't know if most of you are aware of that. I'm sure the men listening are thinking, yeah, I'm totally aware of that. But I mean, for women, they're not aware of that. And men, a lot of times, I think, base their internal world of how they're, they feel like about what they're doing or their own value and purpose based on how other people respond to them based on like outside resources. So that could be their success at work. You know, today was hard or this week was hard, but you know, I nailed it or work is good or I have a job or I'm making a ton of dough or, you know, my wife is happy or my partner is happy or my husband's happy, whatever the situation, you know, my partner's happy. So I must be doing something okay. Or my kids are happy. They're in like a good school or they're in camps or they have friends or they're getting good grades and that means I'm doing something good. Those are all good things, but they're basing their internal value on outside resources, which is a setup for disaster, honestly. They have a really hard time, in general, being vulnerable about what's happening inside of them and speaking up about it. So, for instance, to give you an example, is you know somebody who could be in a relationship for a very, very long time and their partner could think that everything is fine and everything is great, but come to the big blowout where they say, oh my God, you know, for years I haven't been happy. For years I've been miserable. For years I haven't got what I wanted. For years I feel like it's just about you or it's just about the family or it's just about my job. Oftentimes the person or the partner is completely blindsided by this. They have no idea. They're like, wait, where did this all come from? Like, what are you talking about? Like, I thought everything was good. This man, I'm not saying every man is like this, but I think I'm speaking for many men, is that they just re reached a breaking point in themselves, especially men in their, let's say, 40s, 50s, 60s that are starting to reflect on their life and reflect on their value of like what they've done in their life or what their purpose has been. They basically started to ask, like, what about me? But they ask, what about me, way late in the game, where there's so much resent built up or anger or frustration that, that it's a very hard topic to approach with whoever that is going to be with, with your, whether it's with work, friends, family, partner. It doesn't matter. I was thinking that, you know, what stops men from being vulnerable and what stops them from speaking up earlier before it becomes a disaster, before something blows up. 
along with this is men are very concerned about what other people think about them and how they're judged. I think in general, men are very sensitive and they're just not allowed to express it or they think they're not allowed to express it or they think they're not allowed to show it. And so often in my practice, in working with men, when they realize that they could just like ask for something they want or acknowledge something in them that doesn't feel good and say something about it or in a, in a productive way, there's like also learning the ways to ask for what you want, they're shocked and they don't realize like it's that easy. It's very, it is easy, but they don't have the skill to do it or they don't know how to do it. And they're afraid or they'll say like, well, if I do that at work, I'm going to get fired. Or if I do that with my partner, they're going to leave me. Or if I do that, you know, if I do that in the bedroom, like all hell's going to break loose. Or if I do that with my parents, like they'll never talk to me again. It's like there's so much at risk. Oftentimes men believe that there's so much at risk that it's not even worth doing. So I'm just going to keep my nose to the ground. I'm going to do what I've got to do. And I'm going to measure the results of my success and my purpose and the meaning in my life by these outside things. But those outside things eventually don't feel that good. And then they reach a point, and like some people, it's a midlife crisis. A lot of times this is where we see it, is midlife, midlife crisis time. But it reaches a point where they go, I've got what I want. I got, I've got all this stuff. I've got, I've got my family. And if you don't want a family, maybe you just have a successful single life, you know, but I've got my kids. I've got my career. I've got a place, a nice place to live. I've got all these things. And why am I not happy? What I'd like to talk about today is basically about men and vulnerability and who I brought on to talk to me about it, who I thought would be absolutely perfect is Don Tumulty. He is the curator of EmergentSelf.net. He's a spiritual mentor and relationship dynamics coach. Welcome, Johnny. How are you? Hey, hello. I'm it's good. Nice to have Thank you, you today. Good to be here. I mean, this is right up your alley, right? Because yeah, I, I got to say, like, there was a lot that you said there that felt really resonant and uncomfortable and really good at the same time. It's a good topic. It's interesting even like saying what you did, like accessing my own story compared to your eloquent description of where you think men are and where I fit into it. You know, it's... Um, Which, by yeah, the way, is you there. being vulnerable right now. That's what it looks right. like, by the yeah. way. It's a communication. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. It's a great topic because it's one that I feel like... It's weird. I feel like in some places I'm really good at it. And then in other places I am so awful that I don't even know. I don't even, I don't even know what it is to have a need, be allowed to have a need, let alone state what the need is. Like I've had some circumstances where if I don't feel safe with the other person, it's really difficult. Like I've got a roommate thing going on right now. And I, I like tremble with some confrontations I have to have with her in terms of saying that I need something like, Hey, could you be more considerate here? It's like, it's like, I would rather like poke sticks in my eye <laughs> and have that conversation with her. I know. And, and you know what? 
Yeah, and you know what? Yeah. I think that yeah. that is how a lot of men feel. Yeah. And so, yeah. what do you do? Like, if you're and you're talking about a small thing, but it's consistent, mm -hmm. right? What happens when you don't speak up to that? Yeah. Right. Like this whole conversation is so good. I just want to kind of point just. <laughs> Like what you're covering here is so resonant and fantastic for men to hear. Like, I just really want to acknowledge you there. It's like super powerful stuff because even like you said, I don't even know that I was aware of what it was to have needs and to be vulnerable until like the past few years. Like it was the context of it was so far out of the realm of even being something that I thought I needed to work on that I didn't even know what it was or what it even meant. Right. That's how far away of an abstraction it was for me to even know what the word meant. And I'm not kidding there. And it doesn't mean sometimes you just are and you're doing it and you don't even know you're doing it. But I've found that like I've had to use vulnerability in some of the health things I've been through and in some of the navigating I've had to do with my own, my own experience in order to get, not get the result I want, but in order to like move forward. It's like the only way I know how to move forward in some cases. So but that makes sense to me because I mean, yeah. being vulnerable is you just accessing your, the truth inside yourself and then yeah. speaking from that place. I mean, yeah. that's what it is. So it would make sense that in a, being in a place of vulnerability would propel you forward, right? It would give you what you want. Yeah. Cause and it's, it's, the, it's the only right direction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like it brings up all kinds of stuff around like there's a few places we can go. Like there's vulnerability with a roommate. There's vulnerability with like a woman or a lover. There's vulnerability with like uh, work stuff. Like it can go. I know. We could, we could probably have. Probably, yeah. Well, you know what we could do is we could. Here's the good thing. It's like we could have many talks. It goes sure. in many yeah. conversations. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? Why don't we pick one for today? Like vulnerability, I think with like a lover or a partner because I would think people are interested in that. <laughs> I think, yeah. you know, everybody wants to know. I mean, I'll, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they want it. Maybe men would want to hear more about work. But it doesn't matter. I mean, you know, there's a, a sex a sex therapist who wrote a book who has snark and he said basically that you know the what happens in the bedroom happens in the world the short of it is nice. and so it doesn't so it really wouldn't matter where we start because so if we start yeah. in the bedroom it's going to be the same thing so yeah, <laughs> but people probably yeah. want to hear about that anyway right so mm -hmm. i don't know what do you feel yeah. called to talk about well it's kind of like i mean we can go any direction. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. I have the most resistance to talk about the one that you just picked. So maybe that <laughs> means there's like the most in there. Like I merely want to jump to like Career. my roommate thing or like even an experience I just had with a guy on the phone about a web hosting thing. And we've been talking to each other and there's some vulnerable things I had to say to the guy because but, you know, so that's that track. And then there's the talking to my roommate about, like, having needs and all that stuff. So, like, I, I could easily jump down one of those two. But if we just go right down the center and talk about the relationship thing, it's like... Um, we could talk about feel, it in general. I feel most vulnerable about that because I feel like, to be honest, it's the place where I need the most work. And it's where I've probably done the least because it's the most scary. Okay. 
And that's where I'm like, ah, uh, so it's why, again, your topic is quite resonant. So well, maybe because the know, vulnerable thing is this, I usually come from a lot of inner experience and share it. Yeah. And like, I almost start to freeze up around like, well, what am I going to share here? Then I'm just awful at it. And I don't really do it too well. And, but what I love is that you're yeah. demonstrating vulnerability right now. Yeah. So the men out there that are, you know, listening and they're like, what, you know, what are they going to talk about? What are they not going to talk about? It's like what John just did is vulnerability, you know, like, and it's, it's, it, I just want to point it out because you're so good at it. You're so good at what you do and you're also so good at being vulnerable. And it is, it looks like that guy who wants to say like, well, what does that look like? What is that going to sound like? And, and everybody has their own language. You know, not everybody, when I suggest things, not everybody's going to talk the way I talk. You know, you have to put it into your own language and what feels right for you and how you yeah. communicate. But the gist of it is, doing exactly what you just did and speaking to that. And I think that mm. is super empowering. So I just want to point that out for people listening is that just in the fact that John was able to point that out, if you don't mind me doing this, but just, uh, in, the, no, just cool. in the fact that he was able to do that in himself is an example. I mean, that's a step in empowerment. That's a step in the right direction. That that actually will give him more strength. And he already knows this. I'm I'm preaching to the choir, but that also that will give him more strength and more courage to go forward or go to the next step because it creates a platform. When you ignore your vulnerability, when you ignore that place in yourself, it's kind of like taking the floor out from under you. You're not giving yourself anything to stand on. You're just going, I can't, I got to ignore this. I got to ignore this. I got to toughen up. I got to do this. I got to focus on that. I got to focus on that. And really what you're doing, it's, you know, it's like, it's a glass floor, you know, it's going to, it's going to break. You can't stand on that very long and there's no platform. And in being with the truth and vulnerability, you, you begin to create that platform. So enough of that, but, um, so so on that platform, (laughs) I'll talk about whatever you want. I I mean, we could just talk about what I wonder is, you know, I start thinking, you know, okay, some of this is our family ingrains these rules in us. I mean, as a man, right. The rules, you know, what you can do, what you cannot do, what you can, you know, society does it. You know, there's a lot of places that we get shaped around not admitting that, right? Mm-hmm. And our culture is completely changed with the, I mean, you know, our generation is more private. I mean, some people are on social media, right? Because we've taken to it, you know, way more private. And then like the millennials are like, they just, they'll put their whole life out there. They don't even care. They don't even think about it. It doesn't matter. And the truth is, it doesn't matter. Like, we were all taught, oh, my God, you know, this matters. And, like, what if you run for president? What if you're trying to do this? You know, you can't get a tattoo. You can't smoke pot. Don't get caught doing anything wrong. It's like now the millennials put everything up on the Internet. Like, everything's in social media. Everybody knows what you're doing. Whatever. So, I don't know. Not to segue. It's interesting. It brings a thought forward when you just said that. And... I've had to do some work within myself around this idea of being humiliated. Being what? And being humiliated. And I just linked it in my mind when you just said that, because I realized that 
I had this experience in an advertising industry I worked in many, many years ago. All of a sudden, I started experiencing all this tremendous fear in the work environment. Like I was so afraid all the time. And deep down, what it was, was as a creative person, I would have to go in and present ideas. And those ideas are vulnerable because it's like, it's like, is it any good? Right. Like, am I, am I good at this? And only in hindsight with more wisdom and working with some people myself around these same issues, because oftentimes the issues that we have are the ones that we attract in terms of clients or coaching clients or people that I might work with. Mm -hmm. But I realize that deep down under this huge fear of being humiliated was a total inability to be vulnerable because Mm -hmm. in the environment, I wasn't safe. Like they would hit you if you were off, like hit you as in like, not hit me, but like you'd get hit, you'd be judged. And that fear of being judged and that fear of not being good enough and fear of being inadequate, fear of not being brilliant enough, fear of not being creative enough. When you're going into your place and thinking up ideas for a week and then presenting all this stuff that you came up with, it's like the most vulnerable thing in the world to do. And I realized that the deeper I got in as a senior person in the, in the agency and in the industry, the bigger and bigger the meetings were, the higher and higher the bosses were and the meaner it was (laughs) and the meaner it got the harder time I had. And like, I was having all this fear around being humiliated because you're basically birthing your creativity, which is super vulnerable. And if you're in a connection and it's all men, by the way. Right. So it almost shows how I've had such an affinity for women over the years, because it's a place where I think empathy comes from within women that on some level, there's an easier starting point to be with women. And I just think between men, if we can start to learn to hold each other as men in a place where we can have more empathy because we know how to be vulnerable. Like part of the reason why I was having those anxiety attacks in the agency was that like I was super unsafe because my male bosses above me were brutal. Mm -hmm. And it just shows how brutal they're with themselves because that's eventually what led me out of the industry. Like I couldn't take it anymore. I was having like a, a nervous breakdown. And as it turned and out, I it ended up being so like, many, there's so many men that could identify yeah, with you right now yeah. that are, they know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, in thinking about that, like, I mean, what can you do? Like, what do you do? So you're, a lot of people end up leaving the industry or leaving their, you know, they make these big changes, but what can you do? Like in the, if you're in that situation, like I bet a lot of people listening to this right now are thinking, yeah, I'm in that place right now. You know, I know what that's like, or you just, you know, whatever. My boss makes, I presented something and I expected something and then it didn't happen. And I don't even know if I feel valued, which also makes yeah. you start to go to your purpose. Like, what's my purpose in life? Why am I, you know, why am I doing what I'm doing? So it, it really comes around very deeply for a man, which I think goes really under spoken about of like how deep it runs. It's not just a bad day or a bad week at work or a good week at work. I think with men, it gets tied in their very essence of who they are, you know? And what you're talking about with humiliation, I didn't even think about. I mean, I think that's a really good point. You're also up there as a man. I mean, you're like a hunter and then these are other hunters, right? And you want to like, (laughs) you want to show the lion, right? And it's these, these other men are kind of, 
you know, if they're in higher positions or more dominant positions, you know, they're like, they're standing there with their big fucking lions, right? And you're like, I hope my lion's okay, <laughs> right? Right. I mean, you talk about being emasculated or demasculated, whatever the word is. It's like, jeez, yeah. man. Like, and to be in a profession where vulnerability because of creativity is such a huge part of it right. that I see why the universe in a way put me there because I had such big things to learn there right. that I just got put in situation after situation where I would have to learn this piece. Right. And the lessons came hard. I had so much fear around it that like, I don't know, it's just been quite a journey around it. So again, I just think men learning to be with themselves in this place actually creates the empathy and the vulnerability um, in a world that needs it. And I think men need to come forward within themselves to do this work because I think this is where a lot of the world has gone wrong. I know, I agree. Because men are suffering here and we don't know how to do this stuff, which is why like, I have a lot of like, thank you for this podcast in a way because it's really necessary that men like start to look at these pieces because if the new men oh i just got goosebumps that's a good sign but (laughs) uh, like when when men start to actually do this work to come forward and be vulnerable because the vulnerability creates permission and if you have enough courage to be vulnerable everyone on your team then has the permission to come forward and be vulnerable too. Yes. And in that place, that's exactly right. What can happen, you know? And and you know what? I, you know, I hear it gets reported back to me, right. When I'm working with people, it's like, you know, they might have a moment with somebody that's very vulnerable. Like it might sound like, and maybe you can give me some examples of what it sounds like. Cause people are like, what does that look like being vulnerable? Yeah. Cause a man might think, am I going to cry to my boss? Am I going <laughs> to cry yeah. to my partner? You know, it's like, no, it's not. It, vulnerability actually looks like strength. It's like, it feels like you're down on your knees crying, but it actually appears as strength. So, you know, they'll go have a moment and maybe everybody's like, oh, basically they often feel like they're going to be fired or they've been totally disrespect. They've lost all credibility. They report back to me at first. Thanks very much. That did not go well. I don't think this is working, Dory. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know why. It felt good to do what I did, but now I think my whole world's going to fall apart. And I think that I think this might have ruined my life. And I'm like, I can assure you it's not going to ruin your life, which is, it's hard to be the one who's teaching in the lessons that are that scary, that it feels like it's going to, but it doesn't. Yeah, I've please. never, I've not ruined anybody's life so far, at least I think. And if I have, I'm so sorry, but I don't think <laughs> I have. Often what comes back, not too far from the time it happens, is people do come forward and they say, they tell that person like, you know what, I'm sorry. I thought about I thought about, like, let's say it was about how somebody acted to them, whatever. It's like, I thought about it, and you know what? You were right. We were not being reasonable about that. Or I thought about it, and at first I was very upset about what you were doing, about what you said, but after we evaluated, you know, you're right. You put a lot of effort into that presentation, and you and you did exactly what we asked you to do, you know? And the problem is, is like, that it's not going to, you know, it's not going to work out in the budget, or it's not going to do this. It's something on their side. And you didn't, we wanted you to work out the problem, but we didn't give you the problem to work out. We told you what to do and you did it. And that we shouldn't have been so judgmental or so rude or so mean 
or, you know, fired you. It's like whatever. Oftentimes they, they do get the feedback. When you are vulnerable like that, I don't know how to really explain it because it's very spiritual yeah. energetically, but it's almost like you deserve the truth. When you put that truth out there, there's an openness that says, you get that. You're going to get that truth. You deserve that. And you'll get the feedback. You will get the feedback. And it doesn't mean it's going to be, it might still be like, hey, we are not going to accept your project, but I like working with you and I will think of you for the next project. Or, you know, that the other stuff goes away and you get that. What I'm trying to say is like you demands respect without demanding respect. It. Maybe that's what it is. It's yeah. like, it's more about yeah. by you being, when you're vulnerable and you're speaking to the truth inside yourself from an appropriate way, right? You, it demands respect without saying, yeah. you better respect me. It just does. Here's the thing that like, I just got when you were saying that. It's like power versus force, right? Yes. So men, when they're not vulnerable, they use force. Yes. But when you're vulnerable, that's power. Yes. There's exactly. a big difference. Listen up. Can you repeat like, that for everybody, please? Well, it's like a power versus force thing. So when men aren't vulnerable, they're using force and bravado and ego and all these things that the distorted masculine has learned to survive. Right. But what you right. just nailed and what you just said, it all, I just got goosebumps again. It's like, <laughs> there's this thing that flips where like power is incontrovertible, right? It's like when a man stands up and says the vulnerable thing yes, and it creates permission, but you can't fuck with, you can't fuck with vulnerability. You can't crush you it. Can't. You it can't. Because it has Or the truth. You can't you do can anything. fuck with force because force is met with force. Ego is met with ego. Exactly. When that game's played and exactly. which is what most of the workforce is, is like a basically yes. like a fucking force fuck where everybody's <laughs> like trying to like do that. Yeah. But when you stand up and do the vulnerable thing, it's incontrovertible. It's like, how are you going to fuck with that? Right. Because that's me in here. Like, that's how I feel and that's how I think. And here's my vulnerable truth and honesty. You can't fuck with that. That's exactly. power. Yes. Thank you for that. Like, I just saw it in a way that like, yes. I, I knew it, but like, ooh, like, that's power, man. That's good. Yeah. I hope yeah. all you guys are listening to this. Yeah. So like, I don't know. I just, I just had an aha moment when you said that. I was like, shit. No, I love know? that. I love that. Where, Let's hope that transpires yeah. to many people right? out there. Right? Yeah. That's what this, is like, all. this is what this is about. We want, you know, this, yeah. these conversations, I hope that's what I hope yeah. provokes in them. It's like, you can't take that away from me. No. You can't take that it it's, away. It's yours. All it does is create permission for then the next man in that meeting to be vulnerable himself because you had power there and you made permission by doing it yourself. And that's exactly. where men can be leaders, where yes. if we learn this work to yes. do this, then we set everybody else free. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And it takes like a loving of yourself so deeply to be able to go there and that courage and all the things that a man isn't taught to do. Because yes. we're afraid if we do, we'll be humiliated. Right. Know? So it comes full circle in that thought, but yeah. Yeah, it does. And and it goes back to creating self-value. You won't have to, yeah. you know, if you keep doing that, you're not going to have to ask yourself, what's my meaning? What's my purpose? Because you're mm -hmm. inevitably doing it every day and every moment when you're living that way. Yeah. I just find it fascinating how, all the flavors and opportunities to be vulnerable. It really has to do with set circumstance environment and the person or people that you're having to be vulnerable to, because like a deeper matter of the heart, 
for example, if we want to jump tracks into like relationship dynamics or man, woman stuff, it's like, there's a certain amount of vulnerability with men in a workplace. But if you have like mother wounds or you have like stuff that's really hard to have a need around an emotional piece and you really love somebody, it's really hard to be vulnerable there because that love might go away because you were taught early that if you have a need, maybe mom rejected it somewhere. And in that rejection, you learn not to have a need. So to be vulnerable with an adult partner and say, hey, like this piece isn't working or hey, right. how about blah, right. like terrifying. Terrifying. <laughs> like, no. No. And it's, it no. is. You know what I'm saying? How it can, I don't know. It just kind of changes. No, it is. There's yeah. a lot of stuff getting acted out, you know, there, that gets yeah. worked out or tapped into and for everybody. And I, I think that's why it's so important to, you know, you got to be connected to yourself. You got to know, you got to get square with yourself and know where you are at in yourself. And, and, you know, women who are listening to this are thinking, oh, this is just about men. Why do I need to know this? And it's like, you need to know this uh, because yeah. I think you, I think women, you know, I have been accused of being too much on the man's side, by the way, in all, in over 20 years of what I do. But um, women need to understand it because they take it for granted. I think men get taken for granted because when you fall into those roles where it's okay, let's say I'm, I'm going to use a man woman role because, but this could be any role. This could be, this could be in any scenario. It's just, I'm going to use man woman. But when a man, when a woman falls into a role that, oh, this is, this is okay. And it's fine that he's doing this and he says he's fine and it's okay, you know, <laughs> and I'm okay with my role. I mean, she's probably not speaking up about her own stuff, but that's a whole other episode. You know, you lose that connection and that intimacy with your partner because I guess what women need to know, let me just, I don't know, yeah. it's taking me a minute to get there, but women need to know, okay, this is what it is. Hmm. What women need to understand and know what it looks like on the outside for a man is that he's sacrificing to go to, I'm talking about a stereotypical relationship. You know, if he's the breadwinner or he's working, I mean, you're both could be working, but whatever. He's going out to work and he's taking care of the family and he's at work and he has his normal work problems and he's at with the family and he has his own family and friends and all those dynamics. And it just looks like all he's giving up is maybe some free time, you know, maybe his hobbies he's just doing what he has to do, right? A man's just like, that's what he has to do. That The man's got to go to work and take care of the family. I'm not saying he has to do that, but in that dynamic, that's what he has to do. What's really happening for a man is that he's giving up so much more. Unless he's the man who happens to be really in touch with himself and speaking up for himself and being vulnerable, he's giving up something every single day and he doesn't know it. And he's probably not conscious of it like your roommate situation type of thing, John, is like it could be, you know, wanting to ask for something that he just doesn't feel like he can ask for, right? He's probably thinking, oh, well, you know, she takes care of the house. She does this, you know, she does that. She takes care of the kids. I can't really tell her it's so important to me that, you know, the house is that I hate when the kids' toys are all over the place. Even, you know, or maybe he can. That's a bad example. But, you know, well, yeah. it's you know, she's working hard too. I'm working hard. Is that really that big of a deal? Or do I need... So good. Or is it, 
he's giving up something in himself because he also doesn't want to hurt your feelings. And men do not want to hurt people's feelings. I think men are way, way, way more sensitive than women. <laughs> like Most women don't want to hurt people's feelings. But I think for a fact, I could say this and I have no, I don't have any scientific evidence to back it up, but I'm just going to say it, is that I think men are terrified of hurting someone's feelings. I agree. And letting someone down. For the women out there, just know that that's what's happening. And if you want to open up a dialogue with your partner, or if your man is a partner, whoever your partner is, you know, if you want to open up that dialogue, you got to start from yourself, you know, and even just start from appreciation and gratitude. That goes a long nice. way, right? Yeah, that was nice. It's like, um, it just makes me think of like, the thing under it, like why can't men come forward here and why can't women as well? Cause I, it is a total story for both sides. And it's like, yes. it's like to me where it points is shame, like yeah. to have shame around what you need and yeah. that primal shame layer that comes in whenever it does. And every human being has it, by the way, like Everyone. you're not special. Everyone. We all have it. Some have it worse, <laughs> but it's like, it's like that shame is like where we stop ourselves because the man you just said, like he works, he does all this stuff. And it's like to have a need and then to like feel that you're not worthy to have that need. Or what does that say about me if I have that need? Am I fussy? Exactly. Am I like a pain in the ass? Am yes. I like, and then you're afraid that you are those things. So you're shaming your, yourself there and then you stay quiet. And then basically what happens in relationship is either we're connected, we're going one way or the other. Exactly. And if we're not saying what we need and we're resenting and we're holding it all in, yes. we're basically slowly going the wrong way, which is why eventually couples yes. break up, like you said in your intro thing, yeah. where suddenly five years goes by and you're holding on to all this resentment because you're about to burst because you cannot use your voice and speak what your needs are, right. both sides, right? right? And all of a sudden you're fucking hating each other. And then you go all the way back in time and go, where was that first place that I had a need yeah. and didn't say it because of shame? Right. And it was too vulnerable to fucking even right. like attempt to say it. Right. And that's where I think the course of relationship falls off because we stop telling the truth. Exactly. We stop doing the difficult thing. And that's starting with being vulnerable. Yeah. Why? Because of the shame, because of, of these things. Right. Oh, and it's like, that I think that's where is. man, that woman is. goes wrong, you know, and it's why this talk's so important, you know? So Johnny, I want to have, I think that we have some more conversations to have in the future, <laughs> but I think this is a good place to stop for today. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah, I mean, we're totally going to have to get into, like, the relationship and the sex stuff yeah, and all the other stuff. Safe. And then the woman stuff. I mean, women, you are not yeah. off the hook. I mean, if you stayed on this long, you're not off the hook. <laughs> I want to ask you. Like, I, take, I take both sides, by the way. But, you know, what were you going to ask me? I just, like, it makes me want to ask you all these questions about, like, what's your side of it? Because... I don't know, like you, you, you had said, like, you can oftentimes feel like you've been a little masculine in some of the things, how you've hold things. And like, I think I've been guilty of being a little bit more on the feminine side. So it's like, uh, well, not guilty of, but it's like, but I'm, no, I'm curious, like, from, well, we from the about, woman's side, how we is talk, it for that's you? A, that's a whole other topic. We'll go yeah, to right. that. <laughs> Johnny, if people want to find out more about you and more about what you do, how can they reach you? Sure. So you can go to emergentself.net. How do you spell that? E-M-E-R-G-E-N-T, emergent, emergentself.net. All one word? 
all one word. Okay. Emergentself.net or yeah. is that the way or is that the best way to contact you? Yeah. And there's a contact form on that okay. that has, um, and you can get in contact with me that way. Johnny's great. Spiritual mentor, relationship dynamics coach. Yeah. I hope you got a few good takeaways from today's slice. Johnny, thanks again for being here today. It was really great. I'm looking forward to having more discussions with you about to our listeners. Please stay tuned for my closing thoughts for now. Ciao. Wow. That was awesome with Johnny. He's fun to talk to. I love what he said about power versus force and how he, he took the idea of honesty and vulnerability to be power and that when we come from a place of power, really from that place, a place of honesty and integrity and truth and vulnerability, that there's nothing more powerful and often what the ego does is it fluffs its feathers you know you get yourself riled up and we use force and whether we use force as manipulation force as threat force as ultimatums it doesn't matter some people may use physical force or emotional force any of those all of those are not empowering. They're just really other forms of really being a bully, you know, using a bully strategy to get what you want. And really all for the sake of not being vulnerable. That the big dirty secret is what if I'm vulnerable? What if I show how I feel? What if I don't look cool? What if I don't look smart? What if I don't handle this the right way or do it the right way or say the right thing? What's going to happen? Do I lose my partner? Do I lose my job? Do I lose my friend? Maybe. I mean, honestly, maybe. But what you don't lose is you don't lose yourself. And that seems to be really, to me, the best strategy is to not ever lose yourself. And the only way that I know to not lose yourself is to stay in integrity inside yourself and be honest with yourself and allow yourself to be vulnerable to yourself, acknowledging it to yourself and with somebody else, anybody you're in relationship with. And I'm sure it's surprising to hear how afraid men are. And sadly, most men have been groomed their entire life to do exactly the opposite of what Johnny and I are suggesting. And if they're lucky, and I really do mean if you're lucky, that you'll find yourself in such pain and torment one day that there will be no other way for you to operate in this life without being honest. And why do I say if you're lucky? Because from that place, you will have quality of life. You will have enriched relationships. You will be sound with yourself. And when you are sound with yourself, you are sound with the world. Even if you're not getting what you want, 
even if you're not happy in a lot of areas of your life. But you must be sound with yourself. And men, what I want you to hear is you have permission and you're entitled to live your life and be free of what Johnny talked about, to be free of the shame, to be free of the fear, so you can really live. Because if you're not being vulnerable and you're not being honest with yourself, you're not living, really not living. You don't know what it's like to really be alive. You know what it's like to fake it. And you know what it's like to act like the person who's living the life of a person who looks like they're totally living the life of being alive. But you're not. And wow, that was a mouthful, wasn't it? <laughs> um, I want to repeat that, but I don't even know if I can. Um, <laughs> there's a life force inside each and every one of you, men and women, but we're talking to men right now. There's a life force energy, and it is connected to everything you do. And for a man, there are very specific things that make a man tick and make a man feel energized and hot or sexy or powerful or appreciated or wanted or desired. It's very specific things and sometimes they're specific toward the person. But that life energy comes from within. What I can tell you is that if your sex drive is low, if your energy is low, if you are desiring the things that you love to do less and less, more and more, well, desiring it less and less, but more often, if the things that give you joy are not giving you joy anymore, go check yourself. What are you not saying? What are you not being honest with inside yourself? This would be the time to look inside and check in. And this is where the opportunity is to be vulnerable and hopefully get what you want because every time you deny yourself that honesty and integrity in yourself, it's, I don't even know how to explain it. It's probably like putting a cap on a volcano, on an active volcano and trying to keep that in, trying to keep that natural life force, fire energy inside that volcano, even though it's active, even though it wants to spout out and sometimes explode and be all powerful and almighty and so mysterious and magical because that energy, that fire energy in a man is hot. I mean, there's nothing like it. And that's the kind of energy that gets you the job you want, gets you the career you want, gives you the courage to go after your dreams, gets you the woman that you want or the man that you want or helps you reach any goal or any intention that you want. It's that fire energy. So imagine you've got that. Every man is born with that energy. Everybody, every boy is born with it. 
What happens along the way is what happens along the way. But you have it. You have it in you right now. And you know what I'm talking about because you know it's there and you know you haven't felt it in a really long time. And if you have felt it and if you have been feeling it and you know that you want to keep feeling it, unless you're afraid to feel it because it threatens all the things that you have in your life when you look around because you say to yourself, if I let this life force energy out, it's going to destroy all this stuff that I've created. This job, this career, this company, that relationship with my family, that relationship with my partner, that relationship with my children, whatever you think it is that it's going to destroy, you got to get that out of your head. It might, it might, but it's really not about destroying. I guess I should reframe that. It's not about It won't destroy it if you go into your life force energy and you take that cap off the volcano and you let it flow and you let it come up, which metaphorically I'm talking about the idea of being honest inside yourself and having integrity inside yourself and being square with who you are and what you are about right now, right now, and having the courage to be vulnerable and speak to that first inside yourself, and then to whoever it needs to be addressed to. But what happens when you let that life force energy out is amazing. Your energy comes back. Your fire comes back. You could feel like you're young again, depending how old you are. You just could feel that youthful fire energy that comes back, that's raw, that's passionate, that is motivating, And when I mean by the threat to destroy the things that you have, it's not destruction. You know, you can't keep the cap on the volcano in order not to destroy the towns around it. Okay? The towns around it are there. But they built the town around an active volcano. So if you build your house and your town and a village around an active volcano, you have to take the risk that that town and village could possibly be destroyed by that volcano. Otherwise, that's insane to not think that. Often, the volcano does erupt, and nothing happens to the town or the village. It's nothing. And sometimes it does. But it has to be worth that chance has to be worth it. I want you to get square with yourself. I want you to look inside yourself, take a deep breath and ask yourself, how big is that fire inside of you? Is it even kindled? Is it even, is there even a flame? Is it a pilot light or is it a roaring fire? Is it a roaring fire or is it a volcano? What is happening inside of you? And if it's not there, where did it go? And when did it leave you? And do you want it back? You might not want it back. And I'm not attached to that. You could do whatever you want with your life. You get to make the decisions about your own life. However, if you decide that you don't want it back and you don't want to do anything about it, then you need to be accountable for that choice. You need to be accountable for the job that you're in or the career that you're in, 
or the relationship that you're in. You need to be accountable for that, whatever choice you make, which means you got to stop all the complaining about it. Once you make a conscious choice, you need to stop the complaining, accept the situation, and move forward. That also will give you your fire back. That it's not going to give you a roaring volcano. It's not going to give you that explosion. However, it'll light the flame again because just by the awareness of accepting and choosing to stay the status quo and to stay in the position that you are in, even though it's not meeting your needs, even though you are not happy, even though you are not satisfied or feel the quality or the fire inside yourself, if you choose to stay in that place, then be accountable for it. And just by the act of doing that, you can't complain anymore. You can't complain about it. You can't complain about it. It's a choice that you make. And that's fine. And many people make that. And that will also give you energy. And that will also begin to light that fire. But you need to make the choice. I love witnessing a man whose fire goes back on, a man whose fire begins to flame, a man whose energy and fire force begins to act like a volcano. It's awesome. That is hot. That is strong. And that is beautiful. And that comes all from being vulnerable not from using force, but using your power, like Johnny said. And on that note, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Slice. Ciao for now.